All right. Welcome to another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. Mr. Cesar Hernandez and I are back on these live shows. Cesar. What's up, sir? Hey, Wiso. Uh, thanks for, for being um, patient with me since I just showed up, what, like three minutes ago? Amy no sent me a text. I, then my Wi-Fi was acting weird, so I'm glad to now finally be see, like seated. Glad to actually be like I don't know talking about Mexican soccer pretty soon because there's yeah. definitely a lot we got to dive into. But I had to set this all up, you know. Showed up a few minutes late. <laughs> we got it in. Uh, we already got the people on watching us. I, welcome to all. If this is your first time on the Mexican soccer show, we are. Uh, we love to have your comments on, and uh, we'll start very soon. First of all, Cesar, did you like rearrange your background? Is that like a I did, right? Do you like it? Okay, I so we got we got the UCSC flag over there. Okay. Uh, I got slugs. What was that? Yeah, banana slugs. Banana the slugs? fighting banana slugs. No known predators. You're on the uh, model. Yeah, yeah. You know, never make it to any of those NCAA competitions, but I still, still gotta support Do they my ad sports. Uh, so the fun thing is. Uh, I remember, so this says a lot about how UCSC feels about uh, sports, but I remember when I first went there, I was like, oh, like I'm pretty good at like long distance running. I'm going to join the cross country team. Turns out they do not have a men's cross country team. There's, there's a cross country club, you know, running the hills like the hippies that they are, but, but no, not, not really, not really. They got a good, the good soccer team, but yeah, not, not exactly known for their athletics. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. So what did you have back there? You have your Mexico uh, scarf. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. It's actually, it's just, it's the UCS. I like move, move the scarf oh. a little bit. It's the UCSC flag that uh, that really changed. And also the S- Santo y la Tigresa poster I had to change actually is because it was your, little. Is, is that your Fabian personalized picture? Uh, yeah, do you, yeah, do you, I, <laughs> hold on, dude, I think I have one. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. See that? Everybody point, point to it, Cesar. Yeah, see? See, see right there? This is. Fabian de la Mora, who didn't know he came yeah. on a show on uh, As Cesar, yeah, and uh, we got to hang that out with him for a day. That was, that was cool. super cool. That was that was. He super was a cool. really really cool guy. Yeah, he was definitely super chill. Really, I hanging out with really him really and like uh, was that Luis Hernandez too? Was Luis it? Was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he was also pretty cool too. All right, all right. Well, enough of uh, non soccer talk. But uh, yeah, that's pretty cool that I saw that. I'm like, hey, that looks all organized. Like, so. like, wait a second. We already have a question on the on the chat already saying can Leon beat Toronto tomorrow. Well, so, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Patience. Patience. We got that. Right after that. Let's let's go in there. But we're good. All right. We got lots lots to talk about. Um and uh, we're already getting, you know, good evening. Happy to have you guys back on Monday nights. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying to find a time where we can get on being respectful to our friends at the Lions End podcast who are finishing a show right now. So um I was I'm, I I know Cody really well. And uh, we're like, hey, we don't want to be around the same time. So you can consume Leon and then, you know, come over here. I mean, if if that's what you want. And then, you know, so it's lots of cool stuff. Um, But we have a great show for you today. We'll be talking all about the Mexican national team, what happened last week, positives and negatives, what's going going forward. Um, Some CCL is back. I'm excited for that. Cesar's going to give us a little preview of what he thinks. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... (laughs) They have another one. We have two balls and a mic is starting right after us. See, you can just go from the Lions then to the next thing in soccer show. And oh, my dude's two balls and a mic. They're they're from uh, San Diego. Uh, yeah. There's a good good dudes. They sent me a beer mug recently. They sent me yeah. some stickers as well. So shout out to two balls and a mic. Yeah. There you go, guys. All right, two balls and two balls and a mic. That's that's a cool name. All right, all right. Okay, so uh, yeah, so we have lots and lots to talk about. We'll try to keep it under an hour. And again, your comments your questions we'll try to answer so our first already pod podcast bbn wants to know and we'll get to it right now but let's talk about what happened mr chucky lozano right mexico versus costa rica on the very very second game where well we kind of after the very first game cesar we weren't you know a lot of people were just saying it was just it was a mess it was one of the worst games that we saw after we came on here but they got the win and uh I guess saw a little bit more of an of uh, a better L three once the subs came in, but that first half was kind of awful too. Yeah, yeah, and if you're kind of like the stats nerd that I am, you look at some of the XG from that game, and you'll see all right, Mexico's XG in that first half was zero point three three, and Mexico's XG in the second half was two point zero five. So basically, that. Long- what is that? 
so basically it's expected goals it's like how many okay, like to, right. to every yeah yeah so it's expected goals like what mexico should have had right there and if you don't even have to look at the numbers to realize that just by watching the game mexico looked entirely different in the second half you know Orbelin made a big difference. Uh, Linus was was pretty impressive as well, mm-hmm. and Chucky got the the deserving game winner. I thought he actually, I thought actually he had a decent game. Like it's tough for him, like playing as a false nine. Then he went over to the wings. It's I think it was a little difficult for him to uh, maybe transition to that. But I thought I thought he had a good game. I, I was pretty impressed with him, worthy of a of getting the game winner. And yeah, I mean that second half really it really changed things up because it went from. Like, oof, we saw the game against Wales. Are they going to struggle again? Is it, Are they going to have issues against this, you know, against a CONCACAF opponent that we're probably going to see, what, f- four, five more times in this year? So it was good to see Mexico eventually get the game winner. And it's also important to note, you know, there was no true striker. Bata, you know, had some experimental 11 after having a little bit of a, uh, a different 11 in the previous game. So no, I'm not, not too bothered. Could have been better, but I'm, I'm not too bothered. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I, I saw a little bit of what happened in the last game where Mexico just could not break that bunker. I mean, we're going to start yeah. seeing that in CONCACAF. And I want to, you know, it's, it's preface of the fact that that's what we're going we're gonna to see. Like, it's yeah, great exactly. that we went against Wales. Yeah. You know, they were able to beat uh, Tata. And he said, we talked about it last week. It was, he said, mostly is all the things outside the field that impacted. But then Costa Rica came. If we don't win, you know, this is... These are the games we have to win against CONCACAF because all they're going to do is sit back. Now, um, Costa Rica wasn't that much of a threat, but it kind of struggled a little bit. And, you know, now the the, the, the tense of we can't beat CONCACAF teams. and But they were able to get to win. You saw such a huge change from from the the, the players that are playing. And we'll be talking a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. See if uh, Amy in production can put us the video that Tata said about MLS. But um, you saw the players that are playing and the players that are not playing. Right, and you saw the yeah, exactly. Difference. So, so uh, once you you brought the you know those start those starting players that are gonna get those minutes, and that are have been playing their teams, it was a totally different game. I I completely agree. These two games of Chucky Lozano, huge huge games because often Mexico gets criticized, or at least these players of this generation we hear where where is that player that plays with heart and yeah, exactly. I, I hate those conversations. But and I don't want it to mistake it for like you know a pelionero or someone that's out there intense. But Chucky in the first game he's fighting with everybody because he was just so he really wanted it. And then in the second game you you could just see how he's above everybody. He's above everybody in that, and he's also he you know he 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 had a he had a great game. But I kind of want to see and, and I don't know what what you think about this, but I kind of want to see Chucky and this is not going to happen anytime soon, but. I was watching Guatemoc Blanco in like the Libertadores and just his, his, you know, demeanor, how everybody yeah. tried to use to get him mad and he nothing. He was just so calm, but he got everybody really bad and really pissed. Like I could see Chucky almost taking that step of like yeah. this, this, I'm here not to fight with everybody, but you're not going to let, I don't know. It was just. Oh, I think, I think that's, a, that's actually who that the first player that came to mind was Blanco. Cause it's good to have those figures every now and then ones who are, not only going to get fouled a lot because of their, their their style of play, because of how the creative they are in the final third, but also willing to to give back a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. we saw that against Wales. We saw that in this recent game against Costa Rica. Like, yeah, Chucky is getting fouled. He's getting knocked over a lot, but he's also dishing back some of those fouls too, and that's good. And I I like I love that energy. Like I really really love that energy and that that intensity. You know, so I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of that. I mean, I think a lot of people will just focus on him getting the game winner which which was a good one but yeah no we, we like you said we need that player who just you know who's who's willing to you know to, to rough up some players a little bit yeah no it's there's a difference between somebody that's always fighting and then there's and then you know somebody that just at times when he was frustrated he was trying to go all out and maybe that the frustration got of it but in this game i mean you saw what he was doing on there anybody else that stood out for you on that on that game oh, yeah. you were like okay yeah, I mean, I mean, we've already mentioned him, but Orbelin, Orbelin. was incredible, especially since I thought he was kind of average um, against Wales, and then as a sub, he was just incredible. Like he was really, really incredible uh, as a sub for for Mexico, and probably had, even though he was only on the field for 27 minutes, he was probably had the most impact <laughs> in the final third. Uh, I like, I like Linus. I thought he played well. Yeah. Uh, Luis Romo, Luis Romo. I thought he played well. Tecatito played well. Obviously, Chucky. 
Um, Arteaga, I, I, I like Arteaga as well. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if he can potentially steal minutes uh, from Gallardo uh, at that left back spot. But but yeah, obviously you, you want some other figures like Pizarro to step up, maybe Eric Gutierrez to step up. They didn't exactly have the best games, but overall, I mean, not too bad. Not too bad from opening. Good, good, good. Uh, again, I think this is a good, good exercise for Mexico to go and travel. Yeah. Uh, Raul Jimenez was able to be there with the team. And uh, like we talked about, this is this is Tata trying to get to know the players, trying to have exactly, meetings yeah. with players, trying to get figure what it is. And one thing I like, you know, that was asked of Tata, and we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about it right now, is about the MLS players, and it's something that I want to yeah. get your thoughts on. You know, lots and lots of people were mad. They were just kind of like, "Why are these players here? What you know? Look at what Pizarro did." In fact, I was getting at all the time because I said, "Look, Pizarro's going in," but but <laughs> Pizarro didn't have a good game. No, Pizarro he didn't, didn't yeah. play. Uh, I th- I thought Jonathan did okay. It wasn't like yeah, Jonathan was fine. Jonathan was fine. I mean, we've we've seen better from Jonathan, but he was okay. He was yeah. he was fine. Yeah. And it's been said, you know, why are the MLS players, you know, brought? You know, why? What what are they gonna do? Um, I just forgot the kid that got the debut. Este- Efrain. Efrain. I thought he did really well. I thought there was almost a you oh, know yeah. he, he's good. He he's good. So here is Tata talking about that. The MLS players was with questions. Why are you bringing them in? They're not in season. What's going on? I thought you had the players that needed to be in there that are playing well, and then asked about um, Efrain, and this is what he said. Bueno, eh, lo primero que creo que hay que separar eh, uno de otro, no. Eh, Efrain es un chico este, muy joven eh, que siempre es bueno tenerlo cerca, conocerlo, saber cómo entrena, cómo vive, cómo piensa por más que haya entrado 15 minutos, creo que lo ha hecho bien, era un momento difícil del partido, el partido estaba 0 a 0, eh, y más allá de que el gol fue de una pelota parada, hay que pensar que nosotros encontramos el gol con, con Diego y con Efraín adentro de la cancha, ¿no? que son dos chicos muy jóvenes, y eso creo que es un aspecto positivo. He says that right there, really, at the top, right? I mean, the goals are important that when they came in is when Diego was there. And when mm-hmm. um, when Efrain was there, and if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, if Efrain almost scored, or was it was it an assist? Now that I'm kind of getting him jumbled up, but no, he, he was ha- he was having an impact out there. Yeah, yeah, he's having an impact, which is good about the youth. So he says that. So I, I thought that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I thought. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just I thought it was interesting that you know he brought up you know you know it's good to see you know to know how he's training, how he thinks, um, and I like the fact that he praised him as well for his uh, second half appearance. And I, yeah, I was just gonna say I think he's he's worthy of praise. It wasn't an incredible talent out there, but at the same time he was only you know a substitute, so only had a limited minutes. Yeah. Este, vuelta a la selección tendrá que ver como de acuerdo a a cómo está su proceso en la MLS y las posibilidades que él aproveche dentro de un, de un equipo como los Galaxy, donde tiene mucha competencia, y entonces eso, bueno, evidentemente lo, este, su desempeño allí lo puede seguir acercando a la selección. El caso de Rodolfo, Rodolfo es un futbolista de selección mayor. Yeah, yeah here's, this is where I asked Rodolfo didn't have the greatest of game, and you know, why, why, were, why did you bring him up, you know? And he kind of answers where he's, he is a L3 player. Yeah, exactly. And, como yo les digo a ellos, nadie se queda afuera definitivamente, ni, ni nadie se gana un lugar definitivamente por tener este, a lo mejor un, un mal partido o una mala gira. Este, so yeah, so saying that is nobody's going to be out of the national team if they have a, a bad two games or a bad spell. And I think specifically mm-hmm. with Rodolfo, because a lot of people didn't like the way he played. Exactly, yeah. Pero como todo el resto de los jugadores, también tenemos que entender que a, tanto a Efraín como a Rodolfo, como a Jonah, este, como a Alan, los sacamos de la pretemporada con apenas algunos partidos amistosos. Y en el caso de Jonah, que por ejemplo me parece que hizo una hora muy buena, Está claro que no tenía el ritmo por como para jugar los 90 minutos. Nosotros incluso lo contemplamos esa posibilidad. Yeah. So Así que... a, Tata just kind of saying that yeah, we we knew we knew that they weren't going to have they're going to be there. We weren't going to use them for a full 90 minutes, but we still wanted to see them play and they're not descartados like people say. Yeah. Playing MLS. And I like that he was basically saying that just like no one's out of the conversation. And when 
I like that when they asked him about where we brought up Bizarro, the first thing was essentially said just like, well, he's a national team player. <laughs> you know, like he's yeah. he should be in the conversation. It was interesting for him to note that. Uh, yeah, he said like, like Bolido, like Jonah, like Efrain, they're still in preseason. You know, like Bizarro, they're they're all still in preseason. I thought I thought that was uh, interesting for him to note that. The yeah, it's, it's definitely very important. So we'll see what happens with obviously with the MLS with all the MLS players, which is probably like the drama that came around. You know, why bring them in? But we'll do that. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure for a lot of reporters too, it gets a lot of clicks as well. You know, <laughs> like you know, you're focusing like, of course, like if any if any players are are struggling in MLS, like you know, yeah, I think there's some people will recognize that they'll be able to uh, garner some headlines. You know, being like, oh, you know, porque like Polido is out here? Like, what, what, why is like Pizarro here if he's like struggling? But but I like I like uh, I like how thought that was very diplomatic about it. And I like also how we brought up with Efrain that you know it's. <sighs> You know, with that, he's still fairly young. You know, he says he's wanting to see how he plays and how how he trains. But it was interesting for him to bring up the galaxy as well and how there's be competition for Efrain because I think unlike other players here, like Efrain still has a lot to prove. He really, yeah. really has a lot to prove. Yeah, he got his first MLS goal in 2020, but I don't think he hit the high expectations that we really had for him. So this could be a very, very uh, big season for Efrain, not just for MLS, but, you know, he's now the national team conversation. If he wants to, you know, continue getting those call-ups, he's, he's going to have to play at a higher level. Yep, definitely. Well, there you go. There you go. We have a question from, I think it's from, yeah, from Twitter, saying, we'll bring it back. Funes Mori, be part of the conversation. To you, Cesar. Yeah. Right now, Funes Mori doesn't have his passport, his Mexican passport, which he can't start doing the the um all, all, you know cognitive fifa and getting all that so he can't necessarily be part of the conversation but let's say he does Funes Mori yes or no I mean it, yeah I think he's number two in line after after Raul Jimenez I think if you ask me would I rather have Funes Mori or rather have Macias or whether I'd rather have Henry Martin or Chicharito or Polido or Sandy Munoz yeah. like it, it's it's I think for me it's 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 Funes Mori I think Macias uh has a potential to to surpass him as as a striker, but as of now, I'm 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 choosing I'm choosing Funes Mori. Yeah. And I, how do you feel, Luis? I don't know because that's because I, sure. I, I yeah I think that's I mean, how I feel. Don't yeah. talk about the you know obviously naturalizados. It's not not anywhere you know we've we've had from the Guille Francos to the Neri Castillos to even though he was born in, the, in Mexico. I mean we've always had the senior. To me, naturalizado. It's 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 if if they're Mexican and they got the they're passport Me and if they're, they're Mexican they're Mexican if if the yeah, law says it. that they're Mexican they're Mexican like I don't I, see what I yeah yeah and I mean, yeah. I mean some people are like oh they just want to be Mexican so they can play and I'm like well is this like a very patriotic thing it has to be for Mexico or like I don't know like I, I to me sometimes we get way too in this well you have to be Mexican because what is Mexican yeah exactly you know and like we get into the very patriotic talk where like. Somebody said el mexicano nace en cualquier lado, like you know. What yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've seen that, you know. My, my. Was that, was that the sing? I forget what singer was that. Yeah. Chavela Vargas who said that. Maybe I forget, but yeah, yeah, yeah. My half sister lives in Poland, who like barely, you know, speaks Spanish, and she considers herself Mexican. You know, it's like, and she's never been to Mexico, and she roots for the Mexican national team, and and uh, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, she's Mexican, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If she can play for the national team, go for it. <laughs> Yeah, it like it turns into like a, a really touchy subject sometimes, you know. And I, I, but I think in the end, I think for me, I, I think we're I think we're on the same page. It's like if, if if the law says you're Mexican, I don't care like where you were born. You know, like if if you if you have that passport, if everything, if you have all yeah. the right documentation, sure, call you. And if you well, want to, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like anybody could be in there, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, you have to be playing in the league and and all that stuff. So, um, and it, it, we're not the only national team. In fact, many national teams do it. In CONCACAF, they do it, and it's all right. So for me, we don't have a player like Funes Mori that's Mexican. Sorry. At all. At all. So like, oh, oh, I, mean, I, think, I think Jimenez is – I would I'd rather – I mean, if it was oh, – it's Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez is better. Yeah, yeah, Jimenez is better. But I think within Liga Mekis, no. I, I I would say no. I would say no. Yeah. <laughs> Robert just wanted to throw in Chucky Lozano. Hey, Chucky Lozano. <laughs> did, you hear the, did you hear the new uh, Chucky song? I think um, Carlos uh, Eustis, uh, like our friend of the pod, he he posted I it. it did, I don't even – it's like – how does it go? It's like – it's like – and it was like a Euro dance kind of like vibe yes. to it. Yeah. 
I don't even I, I, look it up. Just look up. Uh, I'm uh, Carlos. Uh, he, I think he posted it over the weekend, but it's like this. Yeah, it's like it's like El Chu Chu Chu. I, I can't even recreate it, but it's it's incredible, right. man. It's absolutely incredible. Find it. We'll tweet. Yeah, I kind of saw that. Like, and it was it's uh it's an Italian like an Italian fan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Below San Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. All right. What do you guys think on the comments? Funes Mori, if he's allowed to play, would you have him right now? What you know, if he's in what line is he in? If it's in the line of strikers that we have, in what place? For me, yeah, I'll under me and Cesar agree, right mm -hmm. underneath Raul Jimenez, and that's where he's at. Yeah, agree. We'll see. Agree. Uh, Mexico, I'm sure is gonna. What I hear, they're gonna announce a few friendlies that are coming up. Um, the I don't necessarily think they're going to be here in April, so probably next month, probably at the end of the month, they'll they will um, they'll announce some friendlies because the calendar is getting tight. So for all of you guys that are waiting, I think they're trying to see if they're going to have players. I mean, they have um, fans in the stand uh, because it looks like you know most of the country's opening. Uh, I see sporting events already. I see concerts that are being put on. So I'm pretty sure from the last year that there were no fans. Uh, the the Mex tour is probably going to start again. So. Be on the yeah. lookout for that. They still got to fulfill. They st they're still trying to fulfill that some contract. So that's they definitely have. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to you know compensate for not gonna say lost time, but also lost money. You know, in the end from last year. In the end, this is all business. You know, and what funds you know El Tri Femenil, what funds some stuff. Uh, you know, within the youth national team structure, it's, it's, it's stuff like this. You know, so obviously it's very complicated because you want people to be safe you want people to be you know you know socially distant and to for them to have limited capacity at stadiums but it does look like um they are gonna you know open things up and we'll see what it, friendlies we have yeah it looks like they are checking in right now um all right let's go to the other mini three where um yes we had el tri olimpico uh got the got the first place and if were you about, to say, were you about to say got the gold? Because I was thinking that too. It's like, they, got, they the got the gold. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they got, you know, they're, they're number one. But wait a second. I feel like they were like a lot more happier than winning this whole tournament. I saw than when they were, uh, when they got the qualification to get into the, to the Olympics, man. They were celebrating. Good for them, though. So Yeah, I mean, that was, int I mean, that was intense, man. Because at first, because maybe, I don't, I don't know how other fans felt, but like, Ember even like you know Kimberly she was like she was asking me about the game she's like oh are you not like really excited about this final I was like no I I kind of am but there's already the game earlier in the day and then it was like the first half we're like all right we'll see how this goes but it, it was obvious like the intensity like really really started to crank up in the second half and then once it went to penalties I don't care if it's like you know a, a pickup game on a Sunday once it goes to penalties like it, it gets really emotional <laughs> you know so I think I think that was probably part of it and also just winning you know. It, I mean, as simple as it sounds, just winning a title, just winning a championship, getting used to the idea of, of making winning a habit, you know, and just kind of having that mentality for the players as they not only go into the Olympics, but eventually over to the senior national team into mm -hmm. the World Cup. So it's it's a step forward in the right direction. I mean, Honduras isn't the most incredibly difficult opponent, but I, I think they actually did a pretty good job. And made a things... very difficult opponent. We went to penalty kicks. It weren't easy. I know. That's, I, mean, I know. I, know. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm belittling them a little bit, but I guess in the end, the in the, the in the bigger perspective like it wasn't going up against uh you know a, a france or a spain but still like i, I think this is a, a big step in the right direction for them especially since i mean i don't know how, how how you feel we so or how the other you know how the listeners feel but i feel like it was it's really easy to think of all the players who shine for mexico in this uh olympic qualifying tournament like alexis vega like cordova like antuna charlie rodriguez uh, you know Vasquez, Aguirre, Malagón, Jurado. It's like it's really, really easy to think of a number of players I was really impressed by throughout the tournament. Yes, it was like I'm impressed. I think uh, I think for the tournament they did well. Obviously they won. Um, I didn't think that the final was going to be that easy. I remember saying I think it's going to go to extra time or UMPKs just because uh, Honduras I think has a has a good uh, has a good generation and what they're yeah. doing there, and they were able to see that right. Yeah. Um, they were to score. I, at no point did I think we were going to lose, though. Yeah, um, that's what I felt, too. Like, that's what I felt, too. Yeah. I was like, I think they're going to counter. They're going to score. And then I uh, I, I feel like player and the talent that the, the players have, and they were understanding what they wanted to do. Um, so, I, yeah, no, I, I, for me, I mean, what Alexis Vega and Antuna doing 
you know, sometimes we go, well, Antuna isn't ready for Liga MX, but then, you know, but then, you know, we, we, they play other oppositions and uh, he does really well. So against CONCACAF <laughs> yeah. teams, and I'm sorry, but sometimes like, we're going to be facing qualifiers against CONCACAF team. And if Antuna keeps doing what he's doing, you, you know, let him play. I mean, he's doing well. You know, it's like more Chivas fans that you guys hate that, that it wouldn't mean, <laughs> but we, if, 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 if we're able to qualify in Caminando, like Faitelson said in 2010, 2009, no, 13, um, then uh, we need players like Antuna, then go for it. Like that way we're not stressing out. Yeah. And especially like there's something like Tecatito like about Antuna, at least when it comes to playing for the national team. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, Chivas are a different conversation, but there's something Tecatito like, like about him, not light, but like uh, about him. Like he really likes to go on a yeah. one-on-one take on. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes, you know, but you need those. I mean, against like the really, really defensive, you know, yeah. CONCACAF teams, you need those risk takers. You need those guys to be like, all right, I'm going to do something a little risky. And I'm, I'm maybe something that's going to, I'm going to lose the ball like three times out of, out of five of those two that he actually like sneaks past those players that can create a goal. So you, yeah. you definitely need players like, like Antuna. Let me quick, a couple of uh, comments. Uh, in San Jose, we're starting off uh, the 20% fan base at the start of the MLS season per game. So referring back to what we were saying mm-hmm. and then ultimately somebody said asking Mosul stock up or down yeah um it's tough because you got to look at i mean at the, at the right now the, the depth at right back you would say you know is it jorge sanchez or is it is it Mosul who are right there and it's just I don't know. It, it's it's tough because I I think they both provide something crucial for the future of the national team, but I don't know. I, I think I, I would still put him. The issues I would still put them level, uh, Jorge mm-hmm. Sanchez and Mosul, and then just right past them is uh, oh my god, why did I just uh, blank out on his uh, oh Shaka Shaka from from Tigres. I don't know why I just blanked out on his name. Shaka. I think Shaka is still slightly above them on the on the depth chart, but I think. I think Mosul and I think uh, uh, Jorge Sanchez are really, really close to surpassing mm-hmm. him. But and and I'd rather have one of them be a starter. But as of now, I, I it's it's frustrating. But Chaka should should you still. You put Chaka, man. He's yeah. It's ask 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 the fans. Them. They're they're starting to get slightly bothered with him uh, with some of <laughs> some of his dis- defensive mistakes. But but yeah, I mean the issue is like you. I I hate on Chaka too. But then then yeah, he'll he play like two. He'll play two or three decent games for all three, and you're like, all right, I guess. I, I think Chaka just... is Tata's man, dude. So he's going to continue yeah. to be there. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. Um, Jaime Lozano said, and we couldn't get the video on here, so sorry about this. But um, after the win, there was a lot of questions and what players, right? The three player overage players. Lozano was like, we haven't even thought about that. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're not yeah. thinking yeah. yet. Um, the cool thing about it is that Tata said you can have any player. You can have any player from um, from the national team. Like we will, the priority is the Olympics, and then the the Gold Cup. So whatever yeah. players you need, we're in, which is kind of cool. Um, the question of having maybe a, a Cesar Montes and a Diego Linus uh, in the Olympics is is kind of like well. Do they need, do they need to go because they're going to take them away from the national because those are national team players, and then also um, you know it's so I I I I think they're going to say they're going to assess everything in the next few weeks and then that's going to come out. So interesting to see yeah. what overage players that we're seeing. I think me and you talked about it. Do we need a keeper? I think Hurado did a great job. Do we want a defender in mid and a forward? We definitely need somebody up front. Do we want somebody carrying? For me, I would like like a Luis Montes type of player. That can drive. I mean, Charlie Rodriguez is there too. And he did an amazing job. Um, but somebody, maybe somebody else in the defense, maybe somebody like Moreno. I know Salcedo was brought up there. So just, uh, um, it'll be interesting to see what players go. Yeah, and especially since I think the easy part is you know having Tata and you know and Jimmy Lozano on the same page. Like they're they both said like, all right, this is a priority. The Olympics are the priority. But the question is like, uh, is it going to be difficult for the clubs to potentially let go of these players, and more so if if it's maybe an Edson Alvarez, you know, will, will IX be willing to, you know, to let him, uh, 
to let him go, you know, to to the Olympics? Will it be more difficult for uh, a Diego Linus, who's you know still trying to find his his form with Real Betis after you know being out for a short amount of time recently? So I, th- I think the difficult team will be with the clubs, um, and it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out because maybe maybe the, maybe there's a big name that we want that won't be able to take part. True, true, true. A couple of interesting questions that are coming in. Uh, number one, Club Leon, who's in English, so our friends who are just in the Lions Dan podcast at Chapito. That's true. Yeah, I mean that's a that's actually that that deserves some attention because I feel like a lot of us are saying the same names. Like I definitely say like Ochoa. Oh, I keep saying Chapito, well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, but you're a little biased. Good to happen to him, man. Like he, he didn't go to the Olympic, but does this go into the question, Cesar? If you don't want to be on the national team, you can't be in the Olympics. Ah, it's I different though, that. right? It's different. Because, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Because with, with, with... said, "I'm done with the national team." Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's different though, because like Bella is just like he's been like wishy washy for for like a few. There's like a lot. There's like a lot more history there. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's it. Yes, it's 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 a it's a complicated. He's gonna go back. He already said no to Tata, and Tata said okay. And what he said about Carlos, so that's why I think Chapito's not gonna be there. Um, Chris Chavez says, if Linus goes to the Olympics, does he start, or does Antuna have that on lock? I think it's Linus. I, I think it's, I, 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 I like that. I like that. I know Linus is doing great, and I'm a huge Linus fan. I've got a jersey. I got the Betis jersey. I love it. But tell me Linus keeps doing what he's doing in the Olympics. Tell me he doesn't deserve to start, you know, of, of what, what, he, what he did at that, you know, Olympics. It'd be interesting. But you can also put him on the sides, too. Also, you can, you can have both, too. You can yeah. you could potentially have Antuna and also Linus. Uh, in the starting eleven, so I, I think that's also also possible as well. But if I had to choose one or the other, I would say Linus. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got uh, you got colorful kids saying or friend. Time to let it go. I don't know if he's talking about Carlos Vela. He probably is, or he's talking about Chapito. He says time to let it go. So, uh, a good friend, the colorful kid who's got a great podcast and he's done an amazing um, recap for the Mexicans abroad. I'm always looking at your recap, bro. So. Uh, or- or maybe he's talking about the Mexico jersey. I know that he's that's been something maybe. that's been bothering him bothering him a lot. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best, I think, the best Mexico jersey. Uh, this one so far, Vela. No, he says Vela. It's time to go. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time to let it go. It's true. It's true. It's true. We'll do that. We'll do that with that. Um, still starting in guitar for sure. Uh, I don't know who you talk about, Luis. So if you want to put on there. Is it Bella? Let's bring up Bella. I'm kidding. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, But interesting. Well, there's going to be lots of games. So there's going to be – we'll see what happens in the Olympics. We'll see what happens uh, with with the Gold Cup. Then there's also the Nations League, and that's the first step we'll have against the U.S. I know people don't want the Nations League, but I kind of want to see the U.S., this great team that we're supposed to be – you know, so much less because we don't have players in Barcelona and we don't have players in Juventus. We don't have players at Chelsea. And this is going to be the big test. I think so. Yeah. And especially since, I mean, bringing it all back to like the youth players and what we saw for the, pre, the pre-Olympicos, like, yeah, you you have U.S. men's national team fans like kind of grasping at straws by mentioning the minutes that their young players are getting in Europe. But I mean, look at Vega, look at Cordova, look at Charlie, you know, Rodriguez, look at Malagon. I mean, look at Cesar Montes, who wasn't part of the squad, but I mean, you, those are players who could keep up abroad. Those are players who should be in Europe right now. So let's not pretend that like, oh, you know, there is no, you know, youth, youth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's difficult, but yeah. Take, somebody did it. Take all the, the second passports and the, the Euro passports from all the U.S. players. How many players came from MLS? There's like, you know, like it, it, there's a reason why. You know, there's players. Des getting to uh, to Barcelona, that is definitely something big. U.S. players usually don't go to Spain because they can't get the EU passport as fast, right? So, so you're saying just like the quote, just like you know, you know, Mexicans are born wherever we want to be born, whatever. Should more? Are you just telling all of us to move abroad somewhere, start families, <laughs> start families abroad in Europe? EU <laughs> passports, it'll be hell. Uh, <laughs> Kiss and Pulch has more hamstring injuries than Mexicans in Europe. <laughs> True. Did he just see him walk into like he walked uh in, like I think was it halftime? He walked it was like, halftime. 
Yeah, and then it was like, oh, I'm done. Look, she never make fun of hamstring injuries, but um, uh, it's they're the rival, so we need that, right? So, uh, yeah, so lots, 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 and lots and lots of of games that are gonna happen in the summer. So, we'll see. lots and lots and lots, and then we got World Cup qualifying. We got oh, friendlies. Seven games in World Cup qualifying, right? One against the U.S. And so, that's uh, and and remember, it's it's a new World Cup qualifying schedule where you could. Put, potentially have or not even potentially it looks like we're gonna have three games in one week. Been, yeah as opposed to two in a week we're gonna have three in a week and it's i think that's gonna be for three months and one month like a non-busy month but which i think is gonna be november that's the only time there's gonna be two games in a week yeah so that's it's gonna be really really busy listen if you look back at what happened in 2013 when chepel when we had the horrible five game stint three games were played in one week it went, I think, Jamaica tie, then another tie, then then another tie away. And then those three games where it was like one of the Azteca and we had the Azteca, so I think Costa Rica we played. Um, those three games were played in one week. Dang, are you saying of, we're going to run into problems again? I'm not saying we're going to run into problems, yeah. but get used to not seeing the best starting 11. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're a coach and you have three games playing, Right? Do you want to go with the best starting eleven and then have your backups in the second one, and then you're going to start playing against US? Like that's what I'm saying. Like it comes into the win all your games at home, at least tie at away, and you're going to be able to get in, right? And which is why it's important to see, you know, <laughs> that the like kid said rotaciones, like <laughs> <laughs> which because is well, which, and you saw. I mean, you saw the the, the second uh, roster for Mexico in the recent friendly, like. That was very different from the first roster. You know, Tata was trying... I mean, yes, a lot of it was due to injuries, but Tata even tried playing with the false nine of both games. I think that's why Mexico still took a step forward in recent games because they needed to experiment, try some, try something different because you're going to have a situation in World Cup qualifying where it's going to be incredibly busy and you're going to have to mix it up a little bit. Yep, yep, yep. Uh... A friend, Escalax, saying a number of U.S. players weren't developed in American academies. Some, like Des, were developed at European academies. MX academies are still very good. True, no. Yeah, I mean, Des, you know, somebody said it perfectly. And I'm going to, and I know this is hilarious, and I'm laughing, and I kind of kind of hated that I didn't come up with it. If everyone's talking about Des being such an amazing player, <laughs> and somebody said if he was such an amazing player, he'd be playing for Holland. To be fair to Des, though, if he if he was if he was one quarter Mexican, we'd be like, we gotta get him, we gotta get Des. I mean, come on, if 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 Des was was even partially like, okay, we, I, 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 I would I would career. I saw him when he was younger before he got to Barcelona. I wasn't like this kid is gonna be amazing. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, Tecatito ran circles around him. So, and maybe I mean, I'm that, biased. That, that nutmeg was pretty fantastic, wasn't and it? And it'll oh, continue. It'll, it'll always be there. As much as Barcelona. But, no, but come Dest, on. If, if Dest, Dest was Mexican. Dest win a Champions League, but there's Tecatito's nutmeg from 2019. <laughs> I don't know. If Dest was Mexican, we would be stumbling over ourselves trying to figure out, maybe. like, how he could how he could be joining, like, L3. 100%. 100%. But, and then, but, yeah. but isn't it true, if, if, if he was such an amazing player, he wouldn't be playing for the U.S.? Yeah, okay. I think he, I think he can make that argument. Yeah. But, but but at the same subset, time though, true sub said this is true, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we still won. Sub said zero. Sub sub is I don't know who sub is, but he said this is true. Uh, Cuffer can't say that we play the U.S. in November in America for a good wall. Yes, November. It's gonna be cold. I wonder. Take us wherever. I, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. be there. There'll be there'll be a there'll be a significant yeah. amount of Mexico fans. Take it to Alaska. There'll be there'll be a bunch of Mexico fans. TCK Olympic qualifying equals domestic base U23. It really shows which league is developing in national teams. It's true. As much as you're saying you have these young guys, you had six different, you know, um, uh, six. I think somebody put. I think was it our friend Herc. He he tweeted out right six different types of of players that could be playing in this, but. They're still having a problem with the Olympics. All right, right. we love to, <laughs> to go out to go out against the U.S. Just it always hurt that 2002 loss. So sorry, sorry, but we'll. Be oh, why, right. why, why'd why you have to bring up 2002? I know, right? I know, I know, I know. It's just, it's it's what we do. It's what we do. All right, well, we'll see Mexican national team. Cool, cool, cool. Any, any last thoughts? Let's see. Look, a good conversation from everybody. Continue to give us your thoughts, and we'll put it out there. And we're, we're, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would like to have seen like I mean. When it when I when it came to the senior side, 
Yeah, like there's a part of you as a fan that, you know, wants to see, you know, two wins and it always like hurts a little bit to see mm-hmm. uh, those losses. But I think in the end, though, this was about trying out new uh, I was say new flavors. I must be hungry or something. Trying out new players, trying out new uh, a slightly different system. And I think that, you know, we, we learned a little bit from it. And I think it's still a small step uh, in the right direction. Yes, yes, yes. TK to end it says, I would like the healthy number nine. That's true. We always yeah. like the number nine. Not there, right? We'll see where uh, Raul Jimenez. We saw him training, right? We saw him training mm-hmm. with the. Uh, he's, he's got his blonde hair. He's training. Hopefully, he gets back soon. So, so yeah. So, we'll check it out. But the Nations League, we have qualifiers. We have summer. There's lots, lots of games, as we saw. Yeah, All right, switching yeah. over from the men's to the women's who are about to go in Nahida. Two big, big European uh, games that were announced. And uh, I know, you know, getting to know some of these players uh, from the marketing jersey um, and, you know, seeing the reactions of, you know, this is this is a huge step, having some national team mm-hmm. um, games. And yes, yeah, Cesar? Yeah, I mean, it's it, I like the idea just like in the same way that you know, Tata has like, you know, tried a different, you know, 11 this game, different 11 in that game. In a sense, like you look at Mexico, like feminine squad, and you see a little bit of a mixing up the roster. I mean, you see some players returning who have a little more experience, like Janelle Farias, Renee Cuellar. And it's exciting to see how they can do up against European opposition in Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, I know Slovakia isn't exactly a powerhouse, but I know it's a, it's a good chance to play against a different side in an unfamiliar venue. And Spain, that'll be that'll be the real test, and I'm I'm very very excited to to be able to watch that game. Hope, assuming that it's televised, I'm hoping both are televised. I'm not entirely sure, and I think the Slovak get to our side where we're gonna be looking for Facebook lives and I know right, yeah. You said it's Spain and Slovakia. Yep. yep. No. April tenth, April tenth, April thirteenth. But yeah, like I I feel like a. Just like that, that's a, I'm excited to see them test out, you know, some different options, different players, and you know, they brought back some veterans, and most importantly, just looking like the, it's looking like they have a process, an idea, you know, as opposed to last year, we were just like, all right, are, are they going to play games? Are they mm-hmm. there's going to be like camps? Is there going to be like what, what's 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 going on here? I'm a little biased because I'm really good friends with uh, Janelle Farias, has been working on a couple of projects together, and I'm glad that she's back on the national team because. We we're supposed to do some some stuff together and um and surprise. She's like, I can't. And she this is how she told me. Like, I don't I don't know. She goes, I can't. I'm gonna be flying because I'm part of the national team. I'm like, what? You're like, what? Like, All right. <laughs> I guess everything we had planned is done. And, like, I uh, guess I'll allow that. I guess that's well, like, I guess awesome. happened. You know, someone like that. Uh, I know Renee Cuellar has been wanting to come back and she's been scoring goals there at Cholos. Uh, you know, Cesar. So lots of other veterans that are coming in and seeing Monica Vergara. You know, yeah. um, there's a lot a lot of talent. You know that's out there switching some some players and then going abroad, but uh, but yeah, so I'm excited to see these this new this uh, you know obviously new tenor with Monica Vergara and then seeing some of these players. I mean, and then seeing some friendlies and hopefully we can get to see some friendlies in the national team. How cool would it be to have you know a Mexico women's game and a men's game in the same day, doble jornada? Right. You know what I mean? Like it'd be that'd be amazing. We t- we talked about that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, can you imagine? Like, even if it was, I mean, it doesn't matter where it's at. You know, like if if you were to have uh, like them playing the same day, the same venue, that'd be incredible too. And it's not, and the, obviously the the pool isn't just the men's side, but of course the women's side too. What's been really exciting in recent years, and a lot of it is thanks to Liga Mekis Femenil, but a lot of these like women are becoming household names. You know, a lot, a lot of these right. women are be, are becoming like genuine, like well known celebrities. So that's it's it's been really really exciting seeing that develop and. Yeah, if you could have those two play in one venue somewhere, somewhere in the U.S., somewhere in Mexico, like that, I would, that'd be that'd be absolutely amazing. It's like saying that'd be dope. Azteca doubleheader. Yeah, let's do it. And I'm thinking, I mean, they're they're there. Like, you know, these games are pulling. Uh, the women's are having, you know, the 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 Clásico Regio. Uh, you know, it's fifty some thousand fans. If can you imagine the national team playing there against somebody, uh, and Having the Tigres, the Rayadas fans there, it'd be it'd be amazing. I'd be there in a heartbeat. I mean, especially since the national team, at least when it comes to Liga Mekis Feminine talent, it is a lot of. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> all, 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 it's all Tigres. Tigres Monterrey. We're upset because some of them weren't there, but um, yeah, there's some injuries. Uh, some of the Tigres fans. So anyway, uh, yes, Feminine. 
For more uh, info on the feminine, obviously follow um, our football pod who do an amazing job every week, Adriana and Amy. And yeah, it's, it's getting excited. For those of you that don't follow the, the the women's game, give it a shot. You know, really, you know, if, just like we saw the sub 15, sub 17 World Cup in and uh, you don't know any of the players at times and you, you start getting to know them and you start seeing their lives and you start see how talented yeah. they are, you know, be there and uh, support. So uh, somebody just said that Vela today said he's opening the door for a three call up. No, we already talked about this. We can't talk about we can't talk about Vela once again, but it doesn't matter <laughs> if Vela wants to go. It's not going to happen anymore. We'll see. We'll see. All right. What's next? What do we got? Can you believe CCL is back? That's like CCL already. Yeah. Here's the thing: is like, obviously, I love watching soccer. I'm extremely. I love. I, I. I. I love the Concap Champions League, but it it caught me off guard. I'm like, really? It's already back? Like, I was just. I, I was. I was a little confused by the fact that it was already. Maybe. Maybe because I, I, I feel like I've been overwhelmed by maybe like baseball coming back and like trying to see what's going. Like, but because all the- it, it ended. It ended later, right? I think because so. Yeah, I think maybe... they needed to get to the Club World Cup, so Tigres won. I think I think it was a Club World. Cup. I think it was a Club World Cup because it feels like the Club World Cup just happened. I, I think yeah. I think that's why. And I think because the Club World Cup was delayed, and we're used to it being in December, and then it was, uh, you know, like earlier this year. I think maybe that's why. Like I still feel like, I mean, I still have the on Fuba. <laughs> I still have the game recorded of. of Bayern Munich versus Thigadis, and I like to look at highlights every now and then, but it feels like it just happened. So it's just, it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, look at my, look at my schedule. I was like, dude, what? Like, yes. <laughs> Champions League? Like, it's already it back? And I knew it was coming back and all of a sudden this week. Hold on a second. We'll get back to our CCL question, but I totally missed this comment and I apologize. Yeah, I don't know. Said, yeah. said, Any Mexican going to move to Europe during the summer transfer? Before we get to the CCL, Cesar, just want to make sure we're answering this for our friend. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, how, I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's, I think, I think the most obvious one, um, just because of the rumors and because he's having a good season, despite what some Chivas fans are saying, and because it's, there's been no lack of like reports that he could potentially go abroad. I think this is the summer that JJ Macias, uh, finally goes abroad. I would, I, I think it's well deserved. I think he's really proven himself so far, uh, uh this season with Chivas. I know that's, I know a lot of Chivas fans feel a little bittersweet about how he's uh, done so far this season think that you know he even though he's scoring he's still not playing at his best but i think he's the first play, player that that comes to mind and after that i think there are a handful of names that could potentially go i think i think i think yeah cordova is definitely the next one that comes to mind i think charlie rodriguez i, I still want him to be playing a little bit better for rayados but i think he proved a lot uh in yeah. and olympic qualifiers but Cesar Montes, hopefully, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I think the first player that comes to mind is, is Macias. For like last five years. I know, right? <laughs> I think Macias is easy. Macias is the easy one. After that, it's it's a there's a handful of other names I think that could go about. Yeah. Even even I know he's not exactly you know like an under twenty three talent, but you know Luis Romo, fan, fan, mm-hmm. fantastic player who should who really should be playing in Europe. So I, yeah, yeah, they, and that's the thing. It's it's a little more and more expensive that we saw that right. All right, back to it. Before we back to the CCL talk, our friend uh, Alex Padilla, who is uh, I think Latino, right on, on, uh, on Twitter, says, "Saludos, compadres, tuning in while I'm in family law." Wait, his, right. his 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 username is just is just Latino. Is that what no, he's saying? No, L A W Tino, I think. Oh, Latino. He's a lawyer, so. I thought it's just Latino. I was like, dang, he, was he like the first? He did just he sign up for Latino. He, he signed up for Twitter like day one. He's like, oh Latino. yeah, Latino, Latino. Are we gonna talk about Liga MX? Yes. As soon as we're on CCL, we'll talk about Liga MX up. We got it. Don't worry. Macias saying needs to go ab- uh, abroad if he stays in Mexico too long. He'll be stagnant. Uh, it happens. It happens. It happens. Could see Cordoba a Porto. Why not? But let yeah. him not stay there. For a long time. Hey, you know what, Porto? They get they they make it far in the in, in the actual the UEFA Champions League. So it's like it's like tough because you're like you want players to move on from Porto, but then again they're constantly yeah. in the knockout rounds. So it's it's, yeah. it's it's tough. It's tough. Chivas is gonna ask for forty million in the buying club to take a case of product. Take some products with the CTK going in there and saying hi. Mexican reformers is a California. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. CCL, 
going back to CCL. Says that it's here. Um, I can't believe it's already here. The match I would think that everyone's looking at Blue Leon versus Toronto, right? I mean, that's like the big match. How do you? How do? How do? I want to ask you. How do you feel about it? Because I feel like this is the second year in a row where you where Leon's been put up against. I'm like a. Basically, yeah. the tough, the toughest, the toughest opponent that you can have for being a Liga Mekis or MLS team, I guess you could say, because a lot of MLS teams have gotten a lot of Central American sides. But how do you feel after like it's true, right? It, another, another draw. Mex- uh, last time we were there in Mexico City, and they got LAFC, and then the disaster that happened in LAFC. Um, uh, I or, like, or do you, or do you feel like, it's, or do you feel like now, nah, whatever, like Leon are bouncing back now? There's a good opportunity for them yeah. to say, you know they're what, great. like they're yeah, playing good yeah. football. I think one of the best teams outside. You know, they're coming back. They won. Um, hopefully, they learned from last year what happened with LAFC, not to take it lightly. Um, you know, there's no Carlos Vela in, Tor- in Toronto. So, <laughs> Bradley's yeah. still there, right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, it's... it's a, Yeah, Toronto are a decent squad. I mean, and the interesting thing is that they're there through the Canadian spot, not because of their uh, accomplishment in MLS. I think they were supposed to be either them or Forge... FC uh, through the Canadian Championship. Uh, they were supposed to get this spot, and there's, I'm still a little lost. I actually should. Wait, I should probably didn't know go through this. MLS. It's just whoever. It was they, through the. It was through twice, the. You can go through. It was through the Canadian Championship. It was supposed to be either them or Forge FC. I forget exactly what happened. I think there was some COVID-related issues where one team couldn't take part in the game. There was like delay in the championship game. So I forget. I guess long story short, uh, Toronto went through. Um, but it's. I mean, but they're still a decent squad. I mean, they finished. Uh, I yeah, think they're. I mean, it's those those games are hard. Hopefully, Leon can go through. Cruz Azul, who's coming, it was great, great season. Goes against Arca. I can't read it because it's so far away from. It's it's, it's it's like Lou Dobbs when he was uh, trying to pronounce uh, that one Arcaia? city. <laughs> Arca. Yeah. Quits <laughs> um, Was that is that is that how the quote went from Lou Dobbs? Couldn't pronounce a Mexican city. <laughs> Olympia versus Club America. Those are gonna, that's going to be a good game. Olympia. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I think Cruz Azul. I mean, they're 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 at a good moment, and they have enough talent in the bench to take care of the Haitian side. And I think for the Haitian side, I mean, they should be applauded for making it this far. And well, because they had to go through the Concacaf League um, mm-hmm. to, to qualify, but this is their first um, CCL, um, and they didn't even make it to the final for the Concacaf League, and they lost in the semifinal. I think it was five nothing. I forgot who. Lost five nothing to on the Concacaf League qualifier, so I, I think this shouldn't be too difficult for Cruz Azul. I think Monterrey they have too much talent and depth to struggle against uh, Atlético uh, Pantoja. Uh, uh, and they and uh, it's, it's you know they seem to be decent in the Caribbean Cup, but I don't know. I, I think that Real's be too tough, but I think the interesting ones are yeah, obviously Leon and Toronto, and also Medica. Olympia. I mean, Olympia. They're no, they're no strangers to the yeah, CCL. Yeah, no, Olympia's, Olympia's surprised, so I, you know, Kubernetes can't take it lightly, and hopefully go through. On the other side of the MLS, I didn't even look at it. What, what are the other teams in MLS that? <laughs> I'm just... Yeah, so I've got it right here. So Columbus Crew versus Real Esteli, Philadelphia Union versus Saprissa, Alajuelense versus Atlanta United. Yeah, keep an uh, eye on the, on the Costa Rican because Alajuelense has got a good team. They just won. They've been wanting to come back to CCL. They've been wanting to make a statement. They have Brian Reese, who's an amazing player. If there's a team out there that I can think outside of Mexico, um, MLS, I would say uh, um, Alajualense, La Liga, yeah. and, uh, and see if they make a run. And they also have Portland Timbers versus Marathon. And I think, oh. I, I think, I think uh, I have my, I have questions over Atlanta United, although they're. Their, their new manager seems to be, I don't know, building up some hype for the team this season. So maybe they could do something special. Uh, but I think Columbus are going to go through. I mean, they decent squad. They were pretty had a pretty good, uh, you know, 2020, obviously. And uh, they have someone like Zalatayan on the roster. Union were, had, were pretty good last year. Had, you know, Timbers should, should be solid as well. But I think for the two MLS sides that I have my question mar- marks over our Toronto a little bit just because they have to go up against Leon and also Atlanta United because so I wouldn't be surprised if they were the only team that wins the CCL this year. I mean the League of Mikey's t- uh, until until I mean th- th- all the League of Mikey's teams they're all you, you gotta despite what d- despite despite uh, uh, some of these the MLS best, teams. This isn't would you say this is the best four teams in in MLS that no for 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 Liga and Mikey's that are in oh. a CCL. Right now, I mean, Cruz Azul, yes. Uh, 
Leon, right now, uh, because the way they've bounced back and because of the current title holders, mm -hmm. yeah, right now, Leon, Leon are looking like Leon. I think yeah. pe people are going to dive into like their stats, be like, oh, well, they look, they've struggled this League of Vegas season. But no, if you've been watching Leon, they're looking like Leon. So I think mm -hmm. they're they're great right now. Amedic, actually, Amedic are looking fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would That's say... I, I'm looking I, at those... Theaters are missing. Yeah, right. Theaters are missing. But Theaters aren't doing that well. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think because of how much depth and talent they have, that they would have no real issues with a lot of these teams. But but yeah, I mean, Groots of Sword, incredible run of form right now. America are incredible run of form. Leon are looking like Leon and Monterey have a bunch of talent. So yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I think I think the only this other team... This is going to be a very tough year for any MLS. Like if it was someone who was last so. year... And we'll see what happened. Uh, really quick, like I said, Canadian clubs qualify for the CCL through the Voyager Cup. It's like a 14 cup. So that's how they made it. Yeah, the Canadian, yeah, the Canadian Championship. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, but definitely keep an eye. Like, yeah, I think Liga Mekis teams are they're they're definitely still the favorites, but I don't know. Keep an eye on Columbus, keep an eye on Philadelphia and and the Timbers as well. I wouldn't be I mean, sometimes these MLS teams struggle, especially when essentially they're preseason yeah. right now. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if any of those three went far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, especially Timbers. Like Liga MX team goes to the team Timbers to go play, uh, up in Portland. Yeah. I'd be, I think it'd be really fun. Oh yeah, but there's no fans yet. Never mind. <laughs> I keep thinking about that. Like, oh, Art artific artificial turf. It'll be like playing against Cholos, and you know, teams have struggle struggle the Estado Caliente. So it's true. It's true. It's true. All right, I'm Liga MX recap. Us. We're already at uh, 58 minutes in. Apologize. Well, that's uh, what we have. We, we talk about the the League of Equis on League of Equis yeah, review yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, saw that they went to a 2014 Club World Cup in the U.S. the year before World Cup. What are they talking about? Yeah, what are they talking about? I don't know. Yeah, what are you talking about? Armas, so we'll see that. Um, MLS but won't win until Vela goes back with LAFC. <laughs> but I mean, but if I'm speaking of League of Equis, I mean, really quickly, shout out to to Cruz Azul. I, I know it's not like big, you know, three or four nothing wins, or it's not like by huge like uh, margins week in and week out, but they're getting the job done and they now have 11 wins in a row, you know, with uh, that recent one, nothing win that they had, uh, you know, thanks to Cabecita. I mean, Cruz are looking to be an incredible run of form, but of course the question of Cruz isn't how are they doing the regular season? The question is what happens once they step into the playoffs? Cause we know, we know what happens <laughs> once they step into the playoffs. It's a different, different question altogether. So Cruz Azul, everyone's talking about them. It's historic. It's gonna be a great year. They need one more win to be Leon, tie Leon, right at twelve. I forget. Is that? I, I always forget what the record yeah, is. I don't, I don't know. At twelve. Yeah. So we'll see what it is. Um, but uh, I, I, I was just surprised Liga Mekis was back, and I'm like, oh, that's right, Liga Mekis is back. <laughs> <laughs> and Leon's being back to um, bring back. Um, America continues to be in the second place in the yeah. standings. So America's doing well. I think this is every. I, f I feel like this is where America all of a sudden just whoops and gets a championship. Yeah, like, things th things are working with them under under Solari. Like the yeah. like Solari has proven to, and I think what's a lot of people question him just because he, you know, hadn't coached in Liga Mekis beforehand. But once again, there's there's you know it's it's good to have coaches from from abroad come in and yeah, he's he's doing an, he's doing an incredible job. You you can't you can't really have too many complaints, especially if you're an America fan and. You know, and you saw what they did against Chivas. So, yeah, credit credit to America, credit to Solari. Um, as far as Liga MX standings, I told you at the beginning of the season, Atlas was going to have a great season. Uh, and it uh, looks like they are. Win one loss in the last five. When was the last time you said that about Atlas? Um, but if you see in the standings, the top eight, Cruz Azul, Mon uh, Club America, Monterrey, Santos, Atlas, Puebla, Toluca, and León. What's surprising you at the top eight? Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously Atlas after some of the issues they had uh, early in the year, but I mean, but their defense is just looking better and better with the with each uh, passing week. I know they've, I think they were involved in a three to two loss, but I think it was against Cruz Azul. But now things are really working well for them under Diego Coca. Um, Got to give credit to to Puebla, who are now in sixth place. I mean, speaking of a of a manager from abroad who's now doing well in Liga Mekis, Larcamon has done an incredible job, you know, and I always love to see him trying out his uh, different formations because I feel like, for the most part, yeah, you see a lot of, like, 4-4-2s or 4-4-1-1s mm -hmm. or 4-1-4-1s in Liga Mekis, and Larcamon's like, nope, 
doing like a five four one, doing like a three five two. I don't even know what to call it, but but yeah, credit credit to Puebla and, and especially for getting that win over Mazatlan because I feel like that was the battle of which one of these sides is is worthy of like being kind of a surprise team in a in a in a, in a playoff run. Because you saw about Mazatlan, they've been a little hit and miss. You know, Puebla, they haven't been perfect, but they've been, I think, exceeding expectations. But by getting that win over Mazatlan, I mean, they're definitely saying, like, you know what? Like, they're, they're going to be in the playoff conversation. And it's might not even be one of those teams that's, like, an 11th or 12th. It, they, they could potentially be top eight, top six. We'll yeah. see about top four. But, yeah. yeah. Again, the playoffs are crazy. So Yeah, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, subset... <laughs> Obviously, he's not, I don't know if he's a Chivas or a Pumas fan. Pumas and Chivas should not even try to make it to the playoffs and just plan for the next season. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, disappointing to see what's happening with Chivas. I mean, it looked like they were pushing for that game winner against Santos after uh, Santos initially took the lead uh, over the weekend. But I mean, they just, once again, I mean, it's just, I, I feel like capitalizing on those opportunities and capitalizing on those chances in the final third it's i feel like that's nothing really new for them you know obviously it's a little bit tough too because a lot of their players were involved in the olympics so is this chivas with every player at 100 percent? probably not you know and is there no shame in you know getting a draw against a really good side like santos yeah definitely not but it just looked like they could have got the game winner they just never did and they got that one-to-one draw with santos got it got it we will see coming up next on the matches that are coming from Gaia Mekis. Friday, April 9th, Pumas Necaxa. Who we got there? We're going to start doing some kind of. Yep. Um, Atletico, San, Atletico San Luis and Juarez. Atlas León, which I think is going to be an interesting game since yeah, Atlas yeah. is at. Yeah, let's see where León's at against a very good defense. Cruz Azul, Guadalajara. Cruz Azul, uh, their form, Guadalajara is where Guadalajara is, especially after, <laughs> after their, um, the, you know, the international break, which a lot of fans are just like, this is what happens. Tigres is Club America, which is always good games. Tigres not having the greatest of season, Club America, but those games are definitely a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. Luca Monterrey, Querétaro Santos, uh, in Club Tijuana, Mazatlán, and Pachuca Puebla. This is where I think the calendar, if you remember at the beginning of the year, we were like, dude, yeah. this is really boring, but look at the matchups now. And from what Adriana tells us, because she has inside knowledge in calendars, it was all, you know, it, it was it was supposed to be this way. Yeah, it yeah. And the interesting games are going to be through the middle and to the end of the season. And um, and I'm just uh, putting it out here now. I think uh, Tigres are going to get a, if you can call it a surprise win over America, and then this is now when they're going to start to look like Tigres. If Leon are now looking like Leon. Well, this is when Tigres are going to start to look like Tigres, and they're going to start to slowly climb up the league table against the big teams too. Yeah, yeah, I guess, and they, they go up against the big teams too. Yeah, get, get on those betting sites. Cesar is saying Tigres this weekend, and uh, make some money off uh, the Cesar pick of the week. Cesar pick of the week is that is sponsored by sponsored DraftKings. By use DraftKings. use use spon- use <laughs> use sponsor code at Max Soccer Show to get ten percent off your next. Do you know that Caliente, you get the first 200 pesos? Or I don't know. We see those ads. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't play. We're in the U.S. <laughs> well, in San Diego, you can actually just get the Cholos games. It's not too far. Cholos games and do it, right? I think, yeah. I, actually, people can play in like other part, other states. I had a friend and not a friend. Actually, I don't know if I have a friend. He's a, in, I consider him a friend now, but I've actually met him on Twitter and we've been friends and and he saw me at a game and then he's like, hey, man, if you ever want me to put some bets in, I have the casino here. And I'm like, yeah, Leon against Puebla. We should be able to beat him that first game, $200. That's when oh, yeah. Leon lost, like, the very first game of the, of the season. Uh, last week oh, the no. Playoffs. And I was like, that's what I get for betting. Yeah, anyway. you probably shouldn't bet on Liga Mekis. It is very, very Never. unpredictable. Unless if you unless if you turn that like on the flip side and be like you chase those upsets and then you become a millionaire or something. I don't know. Don't listen to our financial advice. TCK to end. Does Chivas U23 players doing well? Make Vucic look worse? Uh, I mean, I mean, you got to check what what the opposition was that Antuna was going circles around. You know, like it, it was Haiti. Yeah. I mean, no, Dominican Republic. I'm sorry. You're th- you know, you're th- thinking then, CCL. You're thinking CCL. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's, it, it, so I mean, well, I, I get it. I know the joke in there, right? Like, yeah. Know, it's yeah, and like I don't know. 
and and for for more information check out uh chivas del norte podcast where they definitely voice mm-hmm. lot lot lots of their lots of their should we call it love for busiti or their unfiltered, unadulterated love for for Vucetich and how he's a great manager. At least, at least I think that's what they're saying. I'm not entirely sure. I'm just kidding. Probably not. Probably, <laughs> probably not. All right, another Mexican soccer show. We had a lot, a lot of comments. I think we got to all of them, right? Oh wait, the first one that we did. Oh, you missed to... the first one. Can beat Toronto Wednesday. Yes, I think they can. They're in a good form, as you saw. The MLS players playing. And uh, Tata Martino's uh, uh, over the over the over the last week, MLS is in preseason. It's the excuse that we always hear they're in preseason, but hey, they don't want to change their schedule because some tercos. You know, it's like the metric system works. No, we're gonna go with this. The US, <laughs> that's what they do, right? Um, and uh, they're gonna continue to do that, and it's their fault. So, it's it's gonna be close, but but I, I I'm definitely saying that Leon are gonna get the win here. Yeah, they have something. Leon has something to prove from the yeah. embarrassment last year, so we'll do that. Uh, once again, thank you again to production, which is Amy Lopez, and uh, she works hard in putting all this together for us and makes it really easy. Uh, Cesar, thank you for joining. Yeah, man. And uh, thank you to all to hear your comments. We're going to continue to do these live as much as we can. There is the Liga MX previews that we also do. That Cesar does an amazing job. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoy it. We'll uh, go. So we'll, we'll see these on Mondays on Monday Night Football. Try not to coincide with other podcasts. But we really appreciate all of you. Good night. See you all. Take care. Escalade, thanks a lot. Reese Valence, thanks a lot. And we'll see you on the next edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. Hasta la próxima. <laughs>